Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the show. My name is Danny Cola. If this is your first time here, make sure to hit the subscribe button in the corner of whatever podcast platform you listen. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. This way you'll get a new episode notification every time one is uploaded. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Today's episode features Onnit Steel Mace coach and creator of Steel Mace Flow, Leo Savage, and Serena Beatty, Steel Mace Flow coach. We have a great discussion about flow practice and how it relates to emotional connection and physical and emotional healing. Today is the launching of Steel Mace Flow Level 2, and Steel Mace Flow Level 2 is all about movement and emotion. If that is something you're interested in learning about, uh, I highly suggest you take Leo Savage's Steel Mace Flow um, program. And you'll get a great foundation of how to use the mace and how to flow with the mace. And that that's a great tool in itself. So if that's something you're interested in learning, check out Leo Savage at uh, leo.savage.smf on Instagram and Serena Beatty uh, at Steel Mace Gypsy on Instagram. And make sure to check out Steel Mace Flow Level 1 and 2 as it drops today, April 20th. And take your journey into learning the steel mace and how to flow. That's it, everybody. Enjoy this podcast. What's good, bro? How was your day? Yeah, the day was good, man. Solid day. Um, wait, I know I've been having nonstop good days. So I know I can answer the question. I had a good day. But. <laughs> I don't know specifically why I had a good day. I know it was, I know I did. Well, the last time we talked on the one pot, not, not the podcast where I was in, in uh, Austin, but the one before that, I asked that question and you said whole and complete like this fucking wizard. And I was like, yeah. hell yeah, bitch. Oh yeah. Yeah. For, <laughs> yeah that, was, that was some good, that was, uh, that was some good times, man. That was some good times. Are you kidding me? Uh, I actually just got to um, relive some of the the leftover energy of your experience in Austin, Texas. Um, so just recently getting to teach again with Shane Hines. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh yeah, and you know, it reminded me of you and and like being there and you being a part of uh, the last adventure. So cool, man. Yeah. That was a fun time. That was an epic time. Me and man, you know, I talk with Manimal regularly and he always oh. brings it up. He's the man, you know, isn't he? You know what? I'm sure if I, yeah, I we're connected. Me and Manimal are connected, but I'm not <laughs> like, I'm not on his, like, I, you know, I don't message him every day, but I'm sure if I was like, yeah, I don't like, we really don't see each other. I'm sure he would just be like, yeah, we're good. We have, but we're connected. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. Hi, Serena. Hi. Welcome. But yeah, uh, Leo, I know what you're talking about. He's definitely that guy. Leo, you're still there, right? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. So uh, basically, anytime anyone wants to chime in, they can. And then the, the screen just kind of moves like in the actual edit version. It'll just like move onto the person whoever's talking, which is pretty badass. Um, but yeah, going back to what you were saying about Manimal, he's definitely the man and you guys are connected <laughs> yeah yeah i was talking about sixth street 
Austin Sixth Street, which has got a nickname, the uh, Dirty Sixth. Dirty yeah. Sixth. <laughs> right? Um, and so I was like, I really don't have any experience down there. But the one time I was down there was with John the Manimal and which uh, prostitutes. Prostitutes, the cheetah shirt. Was he wearing the cheetah shirt the night we went out? Yeah, and that's how he knew they were <laughs> prostitutes. Yes, yes. I yes. said, you know, some working girls asked us if we needed some work, to which we replied, no. And then, uh, but I was like, how did you know they were working girls? And he said, look at me. I know what I'm working with. I have a cheetah shirt on. I was so naive that was, too. That was his detector. Little did we know. Little did we know he was one step above. Seriously. Anyway, uh, Serena, how are you doing tonight? Everything good? Yes, yes. Can you hear me? <clears throat> yeah, totally. Um, do I need to do anything with Zencaster? I haven't set it up yet. I just no, forgot. this is it. We're, we're, we're here. This is the hang. Let's do this. Easy. Yeah. No, uh, so I listen, I didn't have anything planned. I simply wanted to uh, pick your guys' brain about level two and the experience and just kind of – Watching your watching your growth kind of from afar, it's it's been awesome, and I I look at you guys as inspiration, and I you know you guys are great teachers. It's what I do every single day, so I wanted to hang out with you and pick your brain, and I think this is a great way to kind of relaunch my podcast, high high potential. High potential. Yeah, you know, I just thought it was appropriate. Smoke a little weed, talk about things that connect us to. Uh, higher levels of consciousness, if you will. I think there's a lot of relations with the mace and how we do that. And uh, yeah, I thought this would be fun. High potential. Yeah, what do you think? For me. Um, I almost, I'm in New Mexico right now. Um, little backstory. I'm here to move my mother who lives here in New Mexico to Missouri, which is where the rest of our family live. And so I am fresh out of green goodness. And I was like, man, I shouldn't, call somebody and just at least get a joint just for the podcast you're but, fresh out oh you poor thing that sucks so smoke a little extra for me <laughs> <laughs> listen i read it hey yeah, no, hey i know you guys got me covered dare me to <laughs> <laughs> anyway um yeah so you're you're out in new mexico now that everything was safe all good yeah yeah we get to look i look get to look forward to a um 12 hour drive with two dogs my mom and a really big u-haul so i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm already in moving mode i am um, just recently uh on tuesday moved myself and my roommate into our new apartment so uh, i've got my reps in <laughs> oh good for you good for you well good luck with all that i know it's a pain in the ass let me ask you this maybe this is a fun way to start the the, the podcast What's going on with the, the mindset and the, the mentality of uh, everything in, in where your area is about the coronavirus and all this kind of crisis that we have on our hands? Uh, what, are your, what are you guys' thoughts? Uh, right. You want to go? Sure. Yeah. I am keeping myself safe and keeping my environment as healthy um, as possible. And I'm also keeping a positive mindset. You know, there's a lot out there in the media. Um, some saying, oh, it's not a big deal. Some saying it really is. Some people have statistics saying that, you know, if you get it while you're younger, um, that you can get over it. I am, I'm, I'm playing it safe and I'm playing it smart and also staying focused on what I'm doing currently. And that's, I mean, that's the most that we can do. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's no sense in freaking out until 
you know, until we know. And even then, we'll, we'll be prepared. You know, I'm being, I'm staying prepared. I'm staying aware and trying to stay healthy. And yeah, those are some good words you use there. I, I agree. There's a, I think there's a balance there between being concerned and still like living our lives and going on with this shit. <laughs> yes, so, exactly. You know, we're trying to, we're trying to build, we're trying to build a freaking kingdom here. You know, the steel maze kingdom. We can't do that. Everyone's staying home. That's right. Wipe down yeah. your mixes, y'all. <laughs> yeah, wipe them down. But uh, Savage, what do you think? What do you think about this whole thing and and uh, like how the country is kind of in panic mode, so to speak? What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I uh, it's I can feel a little bit of the impact, and you know, my classes seem a little smaller, and uh, the gym seems a little less full. Mm. And then just uh, you know, I'm. Uh, I, I guess I, since I work in patterns, it's very easy for me to just pick up on patterns or if a pattern's broke. So um, like traffic was a little easier. Mm. And um, I noticed as I was working out today at the gym, the reps on the hand sanitizer station <laughs> were nuts. Like, like and you know, it's, it is funny and we should be able to laugh about, about it, you know. Um, and, but we should also be able to be serious about it. Sure. Um, you know, so there's like the panic end of it, which is like taking it maybe too far, but it helps, it does help people step into like taking precaution. Mm. Um, and then there's laughing about it to like be lighthearted so we can create an environment of healing. Um, but it's getting harder to laugh at it because it's like, it's affecting people. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I live in a crowd of like, young healthy we take care of our ourselves type of people and so um the one thing that i've got out there is like it doesn't affect me because it'll just be like a big cold and then i'll and then i'll be okay to that i say like if you're con- if you're contaminating people who don't live that same life you're a fucking asshole so wash your goddamn hands yeah. and work with everybody to you know, like uh, take this thing seriously that is targeting our, our sickly and our elderly. So I appreciate the people who are stepping up and like, I'm going to use hand sanitizer in sure. between doing curls and the row machine. Like, that yeah, was I was wiping down the gym, the gym every hour today. I just was going down mm-hmm. and like, I just wanted to make sure that people are safe and they feel safe, actually. That's that's what I want to do. I want to make sure that they get the feeling that hey, the person running this shit gives a shit, yeah. and we're just yeah. gonna wipe stuff down. Just be here. We're here to better ourselves anyway, right? We're trying to take precaution and build a strong immune system, and 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 keeping this positive vibe going. So I just I want to make it clear to to the folks that are coming in that you know everything's gonna be fine. Let's just be conscious about it. Let's be more aware, like Serena was saying too, and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyway, but uh, that being said, we're talking about uh, feelings. We're talking about vibes and all that. Talk to me a little bit about uh, the vibe of uh, Steel Mace Flow number two and uh, the uh, the work behind that, man. Um, all right. Is that all right? Is, Can I not do that? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was just I was trying to think of the vibe of level two or the energy that is surrounding space flow level two our um, second level of uh, education our uh, teacher edu- teacher student i don't know it's a second level of what we do there are many levels to it so 
Um, and I, the one time that we, I actually got a vibe of what level two was in this physical realm. Oh, I love those time, words. Yeah, it was the time that I got to present it. So the thing about level two was practicing level two, like in my head or in flow or in movements, but like not really getting to distribute it to students and see how the work was received. And mm. in a sense, what, what type of vibe it created or what type of feelings it created. And so uh, just recently, uh, Serena and I got to teach at the Honor Academy. We got to teach our level one Steel Mace Flow certification. And, you know, that's a special place. It's Super like, special place. You guys, listen, I, I only watched it from afar and kind of saw some videos, but you guys captivate audiences when you guys are in, in teaching. You know, and then Leo, I experienced you uh, in, in a teaching mode, and you guys are very good at like captivating uh, the people and getting them in tune. That's not an easy skill to develop. You know what I'm saying? Not, not everyone's got that skill. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, pre I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a neat role to play is like the storyteller. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of roles to play. Like uh, Serena does a lot of work um, that isn't the dramatic storytelling that is behind a uh, behind the storytelling that helps keep us telling the story that um, should be honored uh, just as much. So there's a lot that goes uh, into it behind the scenes. But um, anyhow, getting to teach at this very special place. Um, and then, so the week after we taught at On It, uh, we were going to be filming our level two content. And so I was like, we're teaching at a special place. We have this a special, like, these special events coming up. All these people are coming into town. Why not teach um, some of the level two content in this level one Ooh. education? And I wanted to do something special, and it just sung out to me like, hey, try this stuff out. Like, what a neat thing for me. What a blessing for me to be able to try it out on what essentially was like an all star cast of students. Yeah. I saw we that. had so many advanced students there. I just said, hey, let me see what I can put in here that won't take away from what is the level one, the foundations, uh, but two, can reward the whole MACE community for evolving. Because, you know, Danny, like our level one certification um, a year ago was like this groundbreaking work it was nuts. When we were teaching workshops, like all this information, the like the basic level information was nuts. It was just blowing people away. But nowadays, um, the foundation is just very simple. People are coming in with a, a very good understanding of like how to use a maze because there is so much information out there. So as all these things were lining up, it really seemed like there was an opportunity to upgrade our level one education. And so we applied some of the level two education in our level one and for me as a fucking coach man yes awesome coach moments right we all get to celebrate them, but check this out there i am like with the coolest like some of the baddest fucking may students in the world are in attendance at the honor academy i'm teaching this information 
and I bust out the level two stuff and I start teaching the level two stuff and I get to see like um, uh, Zach, AKA Frankenlegs and uh, Adam Flurry. I got to see them. I got to see their minds get warped from the information. I got to like blow my students' minds again and um, it created quite a vibe. And wow. Yeah, level two's level two's um level two's very very different. It's completely fucking different. I'll talk a little bit about more uh more about why it's different, but I, I'm just interested to hear from Serena, um, who was at the certification and went through the experience both as a teacher and a student. Um what what was that like for you, Serena? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I've been swinging mace for a little bit now. And, um, you know, when I started tapping into what we would call level two movement now, um, it was, it was just, okay, what's Leo doing today? You know, let me go on his Instagram and let me see what cool thing he put together today. And then, you know, sometimes after class or whatever, be like, hey, coach, how do you how do you do this? Or like, is this how you do it? And, you know, I learned a base foundation as well of, of structure and how to apply anti-rotation and counter-rotation and so on and so forth. Um, but my education, just like everyone else's, was Instagram and YouTube from watching each other and learning. So when we set out to put the level two together, I knew this was going to be an interesting process um, just by my own experience of trying to teach somebody else intricate movement. You know, it's like, um, okay, you put, you put one hand here and then you bring it this way and you know, there was not necessarily language or landmarks and structure mm. into flow. So, um, what was really neat to see was the sound, the sounds terrible, but it was, it was neat to see Leo struggle in this, um, because it was, it's, it's a completely different level up of information. And how do you break down something that is fluid motion? Like once you start it, that motion is going. It's not like you can't just stop it with a mace. You know, like if you're doing something like a sword swing, that the mace is going to go where the mace wants to go. And so what we're teaching is the strength and the control and this, where there are stopping points. Because there are safeties and points in these movements where you can successfully um, execute them. Even if you don't have the strength, you can build from there. So watching him go through this process of testing on himself and then testing on me, all of this information I had known, like the moves I knew, However, the breakdown process of it, I essentially went through while we were filming. Hmm. Like we would go through it the night before. Um, we'd have like our our call sheet of things that we had to get done, which was really fun. It was it was some stressful because it was there was so much. This is our passion. This is our role. This is what we do. Yeah, we are teachers and we are healers, and this practice does more than just work your body out and make you look beautiful does something to your heart and your mind and it brings you to people to like-hearted people yeah and so sure. you know to have that 
and the only and, not, and the only person people that put that weight on our back was ourselves because we over deliver and we show up every single time and I, I I knew we were going to and I said to myself all you have to do in this is be a support you're a co-coach you're a co-creator here be a support for your coach and your partner your business partner and it's going to work out. Ask questions. Just be a, a sounding board. And that's where I really realized how well Leo and I work together and how I can support him. Because a lot of times with creators, it can be hard to create with another creator because you work in such different languages. Yeah, I that's, think that's language. True. You know, and I have gotten to know mm -hmm. him well enough to know his process. Um, so yes, there was that stress there of like, oh my gosh, we're doing this and are we going to fuck it up? And no, we've got this. And we had the support of Butter Savage. Um, the dog, dude. That's <laughs> a dude. I love Butter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and then going through all of that was, was very so, so, Serena, what's the vibe? What was the vibe? Do we have Sorry. to just, oh, I'm trying to just, I'm getting there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I thought you started. Yeah. I thought you started super villain monologuing. Yeah. Hey, butter, um, what's up, dude? No, the vibe was the vibe was intense. You know, we lead with with passion and creativity. It was um, I experienced a lot of emotion in that. Mm. Um, okay, now that's a that's a keyword because I remember Leo, you were talking about when when I when we talked in in. Uh, in Austin in December, you were talking about emotion and movement. And I was very intrigued with this because, you know, when you look at emotions and the chakras and the energy centers, I was like wondering like how you, like you were going to approach it. And like, it's cool that the filming happened and like, what, how, like what goes through your mind when it comes to structuring something like this? So you guys are talking about co-creating and all this, but like, where do you start when it comes to structuring something like that? Yeah, so um, the best thing that I can do to describe, um, fuck, man, where do you start? God, God, you know, there's so many ways. All right, so there was like the, um, there was like the obvious way of like, I should recreate level two, like I created uh, level one, which was like, uh, level one is like really the story of how the moves introduce themselves to me, like how the steps introduce themselves to me, how the moves introduce themselves to me. So I just kind of took you from the bottom, like to the top. So, okay. Hey, if I do that with level two and kind of introduce the moves as they introduce themselves to me, then, um, I can tell that same story, but it didn't seem like it made sense, like structurally. So when we put this together, there was uh, to keep, because level one and level two are so different, because they're so different, teaching a level one student, uh, level two, there has to be some type of grounding, right? There has to be like a place to start. So what we did is we started with how we did our level one program. We did our mobility. Um, in, in this series, uh, it's different. Um, what I've come to find out is that my steel mace students love to do mobility as long as there's a mace involved in it. So we have a mace and hands mobility series. And it's just kind of like some corner pieces. It's not this huge, huge program, but it really makes the, 
the mace artist or the person who's into um, releasing the body or warming up the body using the mace. Uh, I can't wait to like see what where that program goes. And that's how we started our level one program, a little bit of mobility. Um, and then the next thing that we got into was the footwork. So level two has got some footwork in it. The second part on level one was introducing the footwork. And so uh, we teach this new program called the uh, Battle Steps, which uh, some steel mace flow trivia. My very first steel mace flow workshop I taught back in Elmira uh, when, I, when I had the beard that was like this big. Hmm. Um, I originally called the flow foundation the Battle Steps. So we brought the Battle Step name back. I always loved the Battle Step name, Battle Steps is back. And uh, so we, then we taught the footwork. And then after that, we got into what essentially is like the landmarks and then teaching you what the landmarks look like in this like new format. And so structure wise, it was, you know, trying to make it mirror the education of level one. But putting, yeah, putting the things together, I'm really relying on the, that the student has put in some work on level one, mm. that they put in some solid time getting to know that system. Is there like because an assessment piece to, to find that out? Like, how do you do that? To figure out if you are a quality level one student? Yeah, or if, you put, if they're putting in the time to show this because you're trusting that they're, they have some sort of like practice, you know, putting time into getting to know the movement of the mace and the control of it and all that stuff. So like, is there a way that you pre-assess them before level two starts or anything like that? No. So really, and then, you know, we're going to, I'm going to do something that I don't, I don't think anyone does. It's so it's something that I can't think of any other fitness. I don't know if we're really a fitness company, but uh, we're going to do something very unique in that we're going to yeah. sell, the, we're going to sell the level two, information to the public you don't have to be a level one student to purchase mm. um, the level two education uh, because what we we're, we're not going to do is we're not going to stop people from swinging mace and we're not going to stop people from learning how to swing mace it may be like at a higher price point um but you know it, it, if you're looking to like learn the advanced skills of what the steel mace flow community is doing um you know, we're not, we're not going to stop you from doing that. So who's to say, like, if it's somebody who's never picked up a mace before or somebody who's like had a lot of time uh, under practice, um, you know, I think it'll serve, it'll serve either of them more. However, I, I speak to the level one student when I am teaching these, these new things. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. No, man. Uh, I think it's awesome because I try to structure things in my head all the time. And when it comes to like a classroom or a workshop that I'm doing or a small group or whatever, you know, like I try to find unique ways to present new material, especially when it comes to like unconventional tools and the next mace move to clients. Cause there are certain people that start off in different, you know, ways and all that. But it's just so funny when you said, I'm not going to stop people from swinging mace. Like, it's so funny because it brings like this unique vibe to the gym. And I got, I got these people that a lot of them are, are post-retirement and, you know, they're doing their thing. And 
I got this this couple in particularly that likes to go to hockey games, and they just love working with the mace because it like mimics hockey players. Oh, and all it right. Just, it, like it just brings such a fun vibe. Like you see them the two talking. It's like, hey, don't touch my mace. Like they they're taking ownership uh. of it. <laughs> it's so, dude. It's so fucking funny. So. Yeah, like you say it, it makes me laugh and giggle a little bit because it's just uh, it's an interesting like uh, tool to have in the gym. It sparks conversation, and I've been swinging mace now for two and a half years, and I still am like in awe Whoa. about the shit that it brings. Congratulations, man! Yeah, it's it seems cool. like you're. It seems like you're still putting together um, new content. Yeah. You know, always even after even after two and a half years, uh, you know, and this is a brilliant thing about um, being in the Mace communities. I've been going, I've been playing for six years. Serena has been like in there for a pretty, pretty damn good length of time. Uh, we see new stuff all the time, um, you know, and a lot of it's just kind of like creation and, and playing around. Um, but some beauty really does come from that, especially, uh, you know, and like, I think one thing people will really appreciate about this course is like using just the basic fundamentals to be able to break down and teach sophisticated movement. Ah, see, there, there, there's something that I want to get better at myself to be clear. And I, I always talk about yeah. how communication is key mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, explaining with words so people could imagine exactly what you're trying to describe. Yeah, it's really, it's really important. Serena, you're still over there? Oh, yeah. Oh, listen, I'm smoking this. I'm, oh, listen, I'm taking a hit right now for you. Perfect. I can right. feel it. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> um, so talk to me a little bit about your recent kind of development with the mace. What are you like doing right now? And uh, like, what is there a move that you gravitate towards when you kind of take it to start the day or whatever your practice is? Um, yeah. My mace practice right now is quite healthy and very much um, in creation, full-blown gypsy mode, if you will. Nice. Um, there was a time where I wasn't necessarily, I could, I, could, I could swing a mace and I could do intricate movement, but it wasn't flow and it didn't feel like it used to feel. Um, if it was in, I went through, uh, I experienced a huge transformation in myself last year. Um, it was very good. Um, and it's strengthened my practice with the mace, and the mace has strengthened the work that I have done. It um, they go hand in hand. You know, it reveals a lot of things to me about myself. Um, and the daily my mace does teach me things. Dude, let's go back to that. The mace reveals a lot of things about myself. Mm -hmm. That's what you said, right? Mm -hmm. That I think isn't isn't that the most amazing thing? Because I feel that shit too. There's something going on with our morphogenic field. We should totally get esoteric here and talk about what the fuck that might be. <laughs> yeah, you know, I would say this line that if you really wanted to get to know me, um, just watch me float because the essence of who I am is projected through my expression. Mm. And um, I had this experience uh, have been two years ago um leo and i uh taught at a um an event called the flow state summit and i got to perform on stage and i remember my energy reaching out like i couldn't see anyone 
when, it, when you're in flow state, when you're so deep in flow, you don't notice, you, you don't really notice anything around you. It's just you, your mace, and the movement, and it's, it's almost in slow-mo, and it's a very powerful feeling. And you can, you can connect to others, and you can push, in my, in, this is my experience, uh, push your energy out. And there was quite a, quite a crowd, um, and I could feel them. I could feel that energy, and I could feel that push and pull, and I could feel connection. There was a couple of people that were familiar to me because they were friends, and I could feel their connection to me. It was powerful through movement because I was expressing something beautifully. Um, you know, and that, um, and whenever I have the opportunity now to flow in front of somebody uh, or for a group of people, I make that the intent. I pick my mace up, I take a breath, start some 360s and drop in, and I am connecting with people. It's Dude, that's so awesome. It's more than a performance, it's more than a fitness regimen. This is my, this is part of my mental health protocol. You know, um, mm. When I have a bad day, I pick up a mace. I don't drink anymore. I, you know, I used to self-harm a lot. And I actually had an experience um, about a month ago where I was feeling really bad. And I went home and I was, I was like, how am I here again? I wanted to harm myself. I said, how am I here again? It was my first thought. And I was like, doesn't matter how you got there. We're here. What are we going to do about it? He's like, you need to get around people and you need to go sweep the banks. And I kept going back and forth, put my shoes on, took my shoes off, this whole thing in my head. And it was, I was fighting that urge that to isolate myself. That was my pattern to protect myself. And and in this sense, and in, in this situation, I didn't need to protect myself from anybody else but myself. And so I said, get up, grab your mace, and go. So I changed my pattern. And since then, that has been the pattern. I've not had that sensation or that need to harm myself. Um, and this is different because I'd gone, I, I haven't self-harmed in about I think a year and a half now um, and even after the last time when I stopped and made the decision to stop I still had those urges whenever I would get stressed out or upset or felt really bad about myself I felt mm. that need for punishment um, and I don't have that you know by choosing to make that decision getting to have that option um, has been a lot better that that feeling's not there. Whenever I have a rough period, I period of time, I breathe and yeah, if I have the opportunity, I go pick my mace up. I also have the ability to say, okay, we recognize that something is is bugging us right now, or it is you know we're stressed. This is not the time and place though for me to let that out. So I'm also able to take it and put it away, put those feelings, these feelings aren't needing to be expressed right now. We have a safe space to express those emotions. Um, one of my mantras is I express my anger appropriately. Um, and that goes with the rest of my emotions. So it's wild. It's wild. You're, you're saying a lot of great things that I feel like once catches on, people are going to be like, what, like what, like you're talking about this movement actually healing you from all this and making you more aware internally and being able to cope like this. Like those are, that's, that's, that's really amazing to hear that transformation. I think that's, that's, that's pretty cool. 
Um, Movement and mindset matter to me. You know, they go hand in hand. And I have these interesting little conversations with myself about how to lend them even more. And, um, you know, when I get the opportunity to share it, if someone's open to it, I absolutely will. And I make it known on my platform that I'm an advocate for um, suicide prevention and, you know, to, to write love on her arms is a big um, organization for self-harm. And um, I, I want people to know that there are so many different outlets out there. Maybe it's not the maze. If it is, I am so excited for you. And I will be there, you know, cheering you on every step of the way. Um, you know, even if it was dance or body weight, there's so many ways for you to flow, so many ways for you to heal yourself that don't involve, you know, a hurtful physical practice that don't involve a pill that don't involve a drug yeah alcohol. i mean and and yeah. that's that's the message that i really appreciate that circulates around the mace community we have a beautiful community of people that support each other and that understand and genuinely want you to be happy and they will support you They'll re i mean i have started that was one thing i recognized a thing that I had recognized was I was separating myself from my community and I'm like, I deserve to get to know these people and they, they deserve to get to know me and, and support each other, you know, especially after the, that audit cert, man, uh, we've been very tight knit. You know, I make it a point to go through hashtags and things and reach out to newer people or follow them and be like, Hey, welcome. You got a bunch of weirdos on your team now. That's cool. <laughs> no, that sounds really healthy. I'm really glad that you shared that uh, on the podcast because that sounds healthy as fuck. And that's badass, you know, to be vulnerable. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Leo, um, to, to, you know, to kind of comment on that, what do you think that is? What do you think Swing and Mace does to bring out more of your authentic self in you man yeah well we, well one we strongly encourage it um so you would say that hey the people are like just following an example but um maybe at one time that's what it was but you know mace has evolved and it's bigger than one person and you know i've come to find that people who don't necessarily practice still mace flow but some other form of mace that they've fell in love with um, and doesn't have any connection to like Leo or his story or what we use still Mace Flow. They still have like an emotional connection to it. And so here's my theory on it. Um, and, and I've said this before, but in flow, it's not, you're not acting out your future. You know, you're not acting out what's going to happen tomorrow. You might be daydreaming about tomorrow or the opportunities of the future but really all those movements that you're instinctively calling upon, that's your past. And so in still mace flow, in the practice of mace, when you are drawing from um, your past, uh, things come up. And some of them are tied to very positive moments and some of them are tied to negative moments or negative moments. Um, you might go into your practice, uh, whatever it is, uh, in this case, still mace, with the intent of healing. And because you've seen people, uh, Mike Serena and myself and other pioneers of the mace, use the mace to go from one place to another, like not only in the, like a physical body, but uh, a mental state. Um, and so... If you're telling people to work on their flow, you're telling them to work on your past. And that's, mm. that's beautiful. And it's the 
art of steel mace flow. It is a art form like martial arts, like all movement practices. And so if it is art, the job is to make it look beautiful. And so here you have this movement that you've flow, this flow you've put together that tells a small story about your past. And all the little steps and all the little moves and all the little nuances that are tied to those movements, um, it's your job to make that, that thing look beautiful. And so I would say that is the unconscious uh, work at play when people are in flow. Yeah, that's, yeah, for sure. I, the people need some type of way to kind of be, be in a moment where they're so authentic and creating something of well, like expression, yeah, self-expression. Yeah, well, you know, and it's the trifecta, right? <clears throat> all right. Um, you can talk, you can talk shit all you want and you can talk the best shit and you can know all the best shit. And like one of our practices of mantras and saying the right things. And like, you can do that shit all day you want, but you're never going to get abs. Period. <laughs> right. Um, and, and so you need to have the practice of actually doing something physical. All right. So you have some journaling as an exercise and then you have a physical um, exercise. Right. And then you have talking about it right the verbalization of the movements or the written uh things that you're doing and that's the fucking trifecta all right those are the three things you need for any magic to work right you need a spell right okay you need a ritualized dance right and you need a tribe to do it and so yeah interesting you know the you trifecta. said all right, so this is let's let's go a little deeper here, a little bit off the rails. But you said three, three is the magic number to get magic to work. What are your uh, what's your what are your thoughts on um, vortex math and the numbers of three, six, nine, and those being the codes of the universe and how those numbers are all divisible by the numbers that are lining up to the pyramids and how the pyramids are lined up with true north, astronomical north. Uh, and all that when it comes to like information that's like secret cosmic knowledge and our relation to it. Yeah, I think they all point towards something. But, um, you know, either we don't know what it's pointing towards yet or it's like uh, all our other realities, you know, everything just coming full circle. Right? It could just be information about the story that uh, – tells about another story that tells about another story that all just kind of run into each other uh, yeah but yeah i like i do love i do love coincidences i do love knowing that as you start looking into something and you start finding that there are deeper levels to the shit that you mm. can get more and more into it um you know and that's like you know it still makes flow level two we're fucking we're going all the way in now, right. does, does it ever cross a metaphysical bridge? Um, level two. Yeah. Uh, like, what, like, give me an example. Like uh, feelings of transcendence, connecting to higher messages, maybe doing like a little, maybe tripping out a little bit. I don't know. 
Yeah, I, th I, my, I, my, my envision for Steel Mace Flow Level 2 is to change the world. Not just a little bit of it, but the whole world. And there's a, a practice that you have to develop um, that would be, like if I had to put it into words, like I, let's just say like in a small, a small scope. Um, here I am, I, you know, I helped pioneer the still maze flow thing. And then in a sense, my work has helped change the world in a way. Like the still mace will never be looked at the same again. And so what if I could like teach that skill to everybody? Now I know that there can like only necessarily be one Leo, but what I've done is I've used the steel maze to help me deal with my shit. And I've helped create and narrate and write a story and connected it to a physical practice to help me deal with my stuff. And so that information's out there. But how beautiful would it be if I could teach you how to do what I've done for you to create your own story of healing? You know, the masterclass flow, just real quick, um, the masterclass flow is the graduation flow that you must do in order to get your Steel Mace Flow certification. It's my story of healing. It's the thing that I went through from point A uh, to point B. And it's beautiful, uh, but it's my story. And I love that everybody tells my story and they honor it and they say, hey, this is where Still Mace Flow came from. Uh, but that story helped me heal. What if I could teach you how to create a story of fitness that matches up with who you want to be in life? I think that would change the world. I think people would look at sculpting their bodies a lot differently. Yeah, you know, I like the I like that philosophy. I definitely am in accord with that type of thinking. Like I, you know, I try to have that message behind this podcast. You know, it's rebranding to this high potential because I I want to talk about ways that we can access higher levels of thinking that could in turn, you know, teach us about our inner self, all the stuff that you're talking about, right? And, you know, try to have a better path onto a wellness journey. You know, if I can be somebody that can help somebody in that direction, introduce them to someone like you or Serena or, you know, supplements or different modalities of movement and understanding how it affects the nervous system versus the musculoskeletal system and the endocrine system and, and all this stuff and paint a clearer picture because we didn't come no with we didn't come with no instruction manual. Like we're all learning this because we have an interest in this. And we're natural, natural teachers and we want to do this because it's, an, it's somewhat in our calling, right? Like that's the only way we feel fulfilled. Am I right? Can I get a, can I get a hell yeah? <laughs> you going to go first? You want me to go first? <laughs> she said it yeah, already, yeah, bro. Yeah, You know, that's right. You know, uh, fitness uh, doesn't mean like you have to be like buff, you know, uh, but it does, it does show that you have done a certain amount of work to yourself. Sure. But right so, now I heard Paul check say this. He's like the fitness industry is turned into a dick swinging contest. I was fucking dying. Yeah, I, was like, it, I mean, it is essentially. It, it has, you know, and it takes, there's some brave people out there who are pioneering and saying like, no, you need to get in touch with yourself. Like, how did you hurt your back? You know, Oh, it's probably bad lifting technique. How'd you hurt your back? I've got financial stress. <laughs> You know, it's like two different conversations when they both have some like connection. Sure. Uh, you know, but like we, uh, I, yeah, go ahead. 
I was going to say that um, obviously we see obesity and the, the physical part of it a problem. Yeah. But I would say the, 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 the mental and emotional aspect of it, the anxiety, depression, it's not seen, um, but it's a big fucking problem. And to make it cool and, uh, you know, okay mm. to be open yeah. with those feelings huh. and to talk about them, I, would say, I think it's really important. It's, it's right up there. You know, I just kind of had a thought. Serena's uh, thinking about, like, kind of something Serena said. Um, all right, so social media, right? It's, like, causes depression. Um, kids don't know how to deal with it. Adults mm. don't know how to fucking deal with it. Mm. Giving people access to fame. Right, fucking crazy, right? Giving kids access to that. Um, all right, so um, if you live in that world, it's like a lonely world. And so Steel Mace Flow, which is this world that lives on Instagram, is putting a community together. So we're using, we've used the tool to create this online community. Mm-hmm. And what's neat about this online community is that there are uh, gatherings of us almost to a point where, um, yeah, just, I, I just, uh, I think the weed kicked in, but how fucking cool is that? that, that. One of the ways um, we're battling the depression and the anxiety is with the community through um, social media as a platform. So thank yeah. you, Instagram. Definitely. I mean, look, I think I think social media is great and the internet is great. It just there needs to be discipline instilled and it can't substitute parenting. <laughs> we still got a fucking parent. You know, I don't have any kids, so I don't want to talk shit yet until I have a fucking kids. And then like I want to talk about parenting and being talk shit, Danny. <laughs> Listen, I'm not a father yet, so I can't I can't yet. But I, I see like this device thrown into their kid's face way too early because it'll keep them fucking quiet and that's not right you know you just give it to them as like a punishment you know <laughs> like you're gonna play words with friends <laughs> you're gonna play candy crush and slide this shit until oh, you fucking man. figure out what this is uh, about <laughs> yeah. what a punishment but i don't know I man like what it. are your thoughts on that on the phone on i don't the on phone kids on the phone yeah yeah well i think it's i think you i mean we're not living in the stone age i mean kids not having a uh not having your kid educated properly on how to use a smart device i mean that's like that's bad parenting you know so i guess i mean that's a little bit outside of my realm. I don't have any kids, but I'll talk some shit. <laughs> Serena, how are we doing over there? I'm taking this hit again, just for you, girl. Right here. Yeah, I, you know, I have some thoughts on on the fitness industry and mindset and social media. Um, I want to be a mother. And I, oh, well, I, I don't want to say I'm going to be a mother. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I'm going to be a mother one day. I, I know that. Um, and my kids are fucking going to kick ass because they're going to be for me. Jeez. Um, you know, with dialing it back, um, real quick to the whole dick swinging in fitness. Yeah. That shit's everywhere. 
I mean, you can go to any different type of community organization, whatever, um, especially when you have good looking people um, that want to get somewhere and can get somewhere with looks and fame and so on. Like fame is addictive because it's seeking validity. And so when you're seeking fame, you are looking for validation that you have not um, created within yourself. So that means you need to do some work on yourself. If, like that's getting to you and stuff like that. Um, and I'm, and I'm guilty of it too. Totally. Um, you know, I look at, I, for the longest time I looked at Instagram and it would, I would ruin my day because I'd be like, I'm not as pretty as this girl. I don't have as many likes this and my mace move sucks. So on and so forth. And, oh, you can't do that. And, and, and yeah, it was terrible, especially when there was um, friction between the mace communities. It was really tough to get on Instagram because I have a very different way of approaching things and people were just going at each other like cats and dogs. And I was like, this is bullshit. For one, we, what we're, the, the point that we're missing here is everyone shares a common love for this tool and shares a common belief that this tool can change lives. That's it. That's all. Bottom line. That's where we need to be. At the end of the day, the best thing I did for myself and for Steel My Slow was to focus specifically on those two things, my community, my artistry, and myself. And when I began dialing back and doing that and also looking at Instagram as a tool of connection and somewhat and marketing and uh, a little bit of business. It's part of the game. You have to do it. There's no getting around it part of the game and so when you focus on that versus like oh my god this is killing our society phones are terrible yeah sure they are absolutely but who put the phone in the kid's hand and who put the phone in your hand and discipline yes discipline doesn't come from being like i need to put this down discipline goes way deeper you're right not necessarily you have to do this how many times have you told a kid no in school or wherever and they still do the same shit if you focus on the pink elephant the pink i elephant, never have but i know danny has told a lot of kids in school because he used to be a teacher that's right yeah. he used to be yeah high school teacher. You know, and, um, it I, I always heard noah's try it and see if you can get away with it that's what i always heard noah's can i have some of this no you won't right do see if you can get away with it <laughs> yeah and you know i when it comes to speaking to it on this broad spectrum or a bigger level, I know I'm not a mother. I was a stepmother for a time and that was a very impactful um, couple of years in my life. And so it did give me some perspective, but even then, like I'm, I'm not a mother. However, I'm still a human being that has compassion and, and wants the next generation to do well because they are our future. Whether it's my kid or not, that is, that child is still important. A child still should have someone speak up for them in some senses. And, um, and that's the way I choose to approach it is in that sense, because I'm not going to bad mouth someone on the printings because their kid has a phone in their hand. This is 2020. Um, everyone has their own set of rules of how they delegate things towards their children. And, and that's okay. Um, rather it's educate your child about the phone, educate right. your child about social media and so Bingo. on. So, have those conversations so they know and they they're still gonna do dumb shit they're kids that's what we're supposed to do right learn um, right. yeah cre create that environment to where you can communicate with your kid um you know and the same with this is the same with the fitness industry focusing on what you're doing i love what we do with the steel mace i love flowing i love doing simple switch spots and 360s all day yeah long. it's fun it's so fun isn't it it is a fun motherfucking it's so fucking thing. fun 
Yeah, besides besides anything, it's so much fun. Yeah, it's so fun. It picks you up, it gets you moving, and um, you know what's you know what's Mace- funny? We should talk about what's funny about Mace people. Like, sure. Hey, you want to go somewhere? Yeah. Hold on. Let me grab my mace. Nobody says that, but mace people. My mace rode in the front seat of the U-Haul with me. That's how important my mace is. My mace is laying on my bed right now in Austin waiting for me. That's how mace, important mace people get that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're like, we're like. Yeah. I can't put like, a barbell yeah. on my bed. No. Like, yeah, of course. Listen, I mean, yeah. is it not the cool, it's not the coolest thing in the world? Like, listen, I got tired after uh, lifting, you know, dumbbells forever. And I didn't, I looked at exercise as like, all right, well, what the fuck am I doing with exercise? I like to be moving. I'm an athlete. I like to be active. But what am I doing? Where, where, where are my goals with my exercise? And how am I going to challenge this movement? I just like subconsciously screaming, hey, do different shit, right? And, you know, the kettlebell comes out and then you see this fucking sword looking object thing that looks so badass. I don't know. I just can't explain it. It's, it's funny, but it's great. Who, who would have thought? You know, I got, you know, when I got cool in fitness, hmm. when I stopped caring about being cool, that's really when flow unlocked for me. <laughs> um, there was a moment, it was, it was right around the time that I moved to Austin and I was still withholding my flow back. Um, and flow holder. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? What does that mean? So, okay. So back then, that was almost two years ago now. I'm coming up on my two year anniversary of being in Austin. Um, Leo, you just had yours. Congratulations. Oh, I made it. (laughs) Um, This is why I keep track of things. Um, And I used, I would dance a little with my face and I would point my toes and kick out and, and, and Leo was doing that. But for some reason, I felt like I couldn't yet. I was like, this is too weird. Because like, I, would, I would go deep with my face. Did you want to? Did you want to point the toes and kick out? Yeah, absolutely. It happened would... every now and then. Mm-hmm. She, we would be, we'd be flowing. And then, like, every now and then, Serena would just, like, she would just, you would just see, like, her foot do this particular thing, like, the start of a pirouette. And yeah. then I, would, I was like, what, what was that? what's going on there? You know, are you are you? Do you guys get jiggy with it on the on on dance floors at weddings? Ooh. I do. I love to dance. No, but <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm actually I have no shits to give anymore. I'm allergic. Open. I'm allergic to weddings. You're allergic to weddings, and it's you're and Serena part, likes dancing. Yeah, part of oh my dietary restrictions are no weddings. Are I'm not allowed. Well, we went out to we went out to the Dirty Six. What do you call that? The Dirty Six. That's right, Sixth Street. I don't remember you being that much of a dancer. He does this. You know what? Back in the day, there was never a time that I didn't have music on that I wasn't dancing, Uh, and I I do love to dance. I just uh, you know I just I save all my all my dancing for my one and only my mace and for you guys. (laughs) Okay. See, everything feeds back into my practice. I still, I still dance. I still practice karate, and I still practice all my fun things. I just, it's, I do it with my face. I see. But listen, I like busting a move every so often. Can I want? I'm gonna come back out to Austin soon enough. Okay. Me and Manimal are gonna make the trip, and we're gonna go check out Thirty right. Sixth Street again. And we're gonna. All right. I'll take you to some places, Danny, because I know where to dance. Okay. Good. Dirty dances. 
and 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 not to cut her off, but now the whole gypsy comes out. But gyp, but gypsy is like on this constant evolving. I love this about my students, right? I, I see patterns. I don't ever unsee the pattern. I see the pattern. But gypsy always says this thing. She's like, for the first time, I've done this. And what and what she means by that? Because it's a hundred percent true statement. She's peaking. And then she's hitting this new level. And so in this new area over here, she says, for the first time, because it's this elevated success of, but when Serena's like, it was the first time I was like, just dancing with my mace. I've been seeing Serena dance forever. It's just been deeper and deeper and further evolutions of um, what Serena is. And just to steer back towards um, a little bit towards level two, uh, the title of the program is called Mace Artist. And so I was in this still Mace certification at the Onnit Academy and I flowed. And, uh, and then Shane Hines did his first ever still Mace flow, free flow. First one ever. Really? And he, he did that at the uh, Onnit Academy. And I can't really describe it. Shane moved like Shane. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Shane moved like Shane. My goal for the Mace Artist Program is for people to create uh, movements that are, are, are like them uh, and tell their own story. So here's some just some great examples. If you see Serena, all-out gypsy, I'll just call it all-out gypsy. It's like when Goku turns into a Super Saiyan, right? When Serena does that. Um, you can really tell who she is in her movement. And since that's a story of evolution, a story of constant peaking, um, because she's truly identified herself, she's not working on being Leo Savage and doing Leo Savage moves. She's going this way. So while I'm at the Still May certification, Shane does his performance and it was unlike any flow I've ever seen. It was so noticeable that one of the Steel Mace Flow Honors coaches, his name's Sam, he's there and he says this. And this is just Sam's perspective. It's not mine. But Sam says, for the longest time, I've been trying to beat Leo and do Leo's moves. And he says, I'll just say it. Whenever I do Steel Mace Flow moves, I'm trying to be Leo. And I'll say probably most of us are. And that, what you did, Shane, was not being Leo. That was you being you. That was still another still mace flow thing. And so here, here's what Shane replied to. He said, look, Leo's been the only guy doing the still mace flow thing. And so part of him lives in the moves. So what you're seeing is people just kind of practicing what Leo's been doing. But people aren't really trying to figure out how to be Leo. They want to feel like Leo feels so they can get to this next level and this next level of truly being themselves. But man, if we could create a fitness system that wasn't based on numbers, but based on individuality, based on like, when you see somebody go for a steel mace flow and they just fucking go, like they just lose their shit. They know you're there, they know you're watching, they know other people are watching, but they just lose their shit and they're all out gypsy, they're all out Shane, they're all out savage. That is a beautiful 
world of fitness. That's the beautiful world of fitness that uh, me and my team are working on creating is that idea of knowing when somebody's put together a flow that's that beautiful, that um, that's a clear sign of how much work that they've done um, on themselves, not necessarily for vanity or for beauty. Um, but really, if I think about it as a beacon of light to other people who see how we uniquely move at Steel Maze Flow with so much heart and so much love and so much passion and uh, so much character. Totally. And, and think, man, I could do that. I could see myself doing that. I want to do that. And not only do they see the healthy benefits of I can move, but like I can fucking be myself as an adult, as an adult. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. You know, I, I listen, I didn't think about that as much as uh, like, I just kind of went with what I knew that I was like, you know, I'm I'm a teacher. So, okay. I'll sign up to be a teacher, go through school to become a teacher, blah, blah, blah. I always kind of felt myself and then in corporate America, you quickly find out whether you stay true to yourself or you fucking put some shit aside so that you can just play the game for a little while so you can keep your job. I had trouble like keeping a, a, like a, a steady job. Like I either left from them because I didn't want to work at that school or like because I would question shit too much. They'd be like, yeah, we're not going to bring you back next year. <laughs> you know, so I'd be like, all right. Well, this is stupid. I don't want to keep doing this. You know what I mean? And then I don't know, some somewhere along the path you say, fuck it, I'm just gonna do the hero's journey thing and I'm gonna make this like the fucking real thing and create levels higher levels of awareness. But you know, adults, like you said, they kinda have to do their thing and it's not necessarily what they truly feel, but with a mace, you could express your true feeling and it's that outlet. It's that release of energy, you know what I mean? It's healthy. That's what trying to, that, I think that's what makes that transcendent experience happen. You release some of that shit, you kind of drive up to the higher chakras, and boom, third eye seeing shit. <laughs> What's interesting yeah. is um, being able to take that sensation, that experience that we've created with the maze, that flow state, and um, be able to tap into that with other tools. Um, it's a little bit easier with things like a kettlebell or a steel club. Um, or just your regular body weight movement. Um, yeah. What I have come to find, and I have been um, living in this joy, is uh, being able. I've been so I, I work out at On It, and I am fortunate enough to train under Juan Leja. Oh, nice! I love Juan. I always check out his shit on Instagram. He's the best. Juan is a wonderful coach and wonderful human, and I am so lucky to take um, his women's small group training. And, um, you know, two things there. One, I was very intimidated. And he reached out to me and said, just come in. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to come in and I'm going to be green. And I'm going to love every minute of it because six months from now, three months from now, I get to turn and look back and be like, I took a chance. Oh, yeah. And, I, and that was where I started with that. I, said, I told him, I said, I'm going to come in work hard and make you proud. That's always what I do for my coaches. It's one thing that um, I still try to do for Leo. He will always be my coach. That's awesome. That's really sweet. What, what I noticed was that um, there's something about walking up to my barbell now 
putting those plates on and getting everything ready. It's just like preparing for battle in a different sense. Um, just like with the mace, that feeling is there with the ball, barbell. Is it a little bit more control? Sure, because I'm focusing on different aspects where with the mace, I'm focusing on these long movements. Like I feel my energy pushing out of me. And with, with the barbell, I'm building that energy in me and I'm sending that energy somewhere. That feeling is there. So not to say that that feeling of flow and unbridled passion is reserved only for one tool. It is everywhere. I am simply blessed enough that the mace was the thing that unlocked it for me. And I perform and express best with the mace in my hands. I do a lot of things. I love dancing. I love kettlebells. I love barbell. I love cardio. I mean, I, my identity is I am. Nice. Because my identity isn't everything around me. There's so many different things I can plug into with just I am. That's and cool. And to take that a step further, my mission, my goal is to, when I approach someone and they see me doing the mace, instead of saying, I wish I could do that, I wish I could move like that, you absolutely can. That isn't going to happen overnight, but you can. What I want to shift is, I can do that. I want to do that. I will do that. Whether yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it goes both ways. Like I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to keep up with these barbers barbell girls they're you know they've been doing this for years so on and so forth i got my ass kicked and then i got my licks in and started going for it and said i'm coming for this but that's so good that's so and ski erg and shit i'm going for it and yeah but let me just you know what serena serena kicks ass in those classes and she always has and if you work out with a steel mason you do the shit we can do understanding how to move other things gets very simple very quick that's true and you can express yourself under a barbell or um other things uh, it just hasn't been figured out to be done in the way that we do it yet with the steel mace have you heard but, of the ito portal method yeah 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 obviously you're the master duh. but uh, people say who who do the Edo portal method they say that they learn other movements way faster as well a lot of jujitsu yeah people, I, you know yeah it's i think um you know and fuck dude i mean look the, the proof is in the pudding all right all right what are what can you still say that one or is that a bad one to say after? no you can say it <laughs> you can still use pudding references okay okay so the proof is in the court of law or, or whatever you want to say <laughs> All right, Danny, Danny, would you say, let me ask you something, all right? Would you say that the Steel May student can learn some advanced fucking shit super quick? Um, I mean, I, uh, I, mean, I don't have know. You, like, okay, have you seen examples of people on Instagram who have developed a mace game uh, really quickly? No, not quickly. You can't do it quickly. You got to spend the time to do it, for sure. Hmm. Have you noticed people doing advanced movement patterns um, probably ahead of their time? Uh, I'm. I mean, huh. yeah. You know, I think maybe I think maybe we live in two different worlds here. Let me let me just see. I'll I'll just explain it and see if it makes sense. What I've noticed is that um, the steel mace person, if they've spent some time with the steel mace, and then they see an advanced move, they figure it out every fucking time okay without a coach without a coach yeah like sword swing got it 
Sword Swing Pivot Uppercut Dragon Punch. Got that shit too. Into a coin toss. Yep. Superhero landing. Yeah. And then what? Add a front kick too. Got that shit. So even though that um, the idea is we have a base principle, a foundation. And from that, we are able to build all these amazing patterns. So it would make sense that when we run into something that is a challenging movement pattern, that's why we fucking train is to like be in areas um, outside the norm. So, I, you know, anytime like, like Serena's like, man, I didn't know going in there and doing barbell stuff. I'm like, Serena, you hold a still piece of metal and own that shit all day. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to see her. That's a big compliment from a long explained compliment for Serena kicking ass in the still or in her uh, workouts with Juan. Yeah, I bet um, she does. Yeah. I bet she kills it. Um, you. So, you guys, I do have to wrap this up. This has been mm-hmm. a fucking amazing chat. You guys are a really fun uh, couple of coaches to talk to. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Where, uh, where, where can uh, where can people find more about uh, Steel Mace Flow, and where can they find a little bit more about you, Leo Savage, and you, Serena? All right, guys, uh, check us out on four twenty, April twentieth. Steel Mace Flow Level Two will be open and for sale. Um, yeah, so you guys can come get level two certified digitally. Uh, also, we'll be in the Honored Academy June 6th and 7th, I believe, uh, nice. for our very first Steel Mace Flow Level 2 certification. Uh, and you can find out all information about where we will be and all our online information at steelmaceflow.com. You can find us on Instagram at steelmaceflow. You can find me at leo.savage.com smf and also at your mom's house (laughs) (laughs) you son of my bitch (laughs) that was just a general stab towards everybody i haven't thrown a mom joke in there in a while but speaking of queens well where can they find you at serena uh you can find I also semi run the Steel Mace Flow page, which is where you can keep up to date with um, where we're going to be as far as workshops, certifications, any announcements for the level one and level two. And level two is releasing on 420. Um, we are going to be in Miami, Oklahoma in the month of April. Those tickets are on sale at steelmaceflow.com. DM me. Mention the Danny, the Danny Colo podcast, and I will give you a discount. Nice, oh, hear that? Shit. That's awesome. We'll oh. do that. So, yeah, we'll that w- we'll make a little promo for that. That wasn't discussed in the business meeting, Serena. Damn, <laughs> you're, showing your, you're showing your baby. Well, my baby too. I'm gonna show my other baby. <laughs> oh, hello, puppies. I got my dogs. I got my dogs waiting for me downstairs. So, you guys, this was so thank much you, fun. Thank you so hey, much for your time. This was thank great. Thank you for your contribution to the Steel Mace Flow community. Yeah, man. dude. Fuck yeah. You guys are awesome. Inspire me every single day, and you're great people too. So I really appreciate the work that you do. So that being Wait said, have a fucking wonderful night, and we will reconnect soon. I'm sure. Sounds good. Later. All right, players. See you, love. 
And that was the podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. What a great conversation that was. Two amazing coaches dropping knowledge. And it's very inspirational. Check out Leo Savage at uh, leo.savage on Instagram. It's uh, leo.savage.smf. And then check out Serena Beatty on Instagram at Gypsy. As always, we can connect uh, on Instagram as well at Danny Cola Fitness. Make sure to uh, share this podcast if you found it valuable and enjoyed it. Maybe give it a five-star review. That would be so great. It's always appreciated. Until then, look out for the next episode to drop. I got some great guests coming on in the future. Hannah Eden. You may have seen some uh, videos with her, Primal Swolger. She's also an Onnit Pro. So she'll be on the show next month. And I got some other people in the works too. Mike Lenochi dropped a podcast with him, who is a comedian. He opens up for Chris D'Elia. Mike Lenochi's podcast will drop this month as well. Okay, everybody. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>